welcome to Resting Binge Face, where two friends binge watch seasons of TV shows and we talk about it. I'm Adam McCoy. I'm Amanda Kathleen. Adam and I work in TV. We watch a lot of TV. If Adam and I were on a detective unit, it would be special TV victims unit. Dun dun. <laughs> Solving crimes for the television. Speaking of. Speaking of. This week we're binging True Detective Season 1. Season 1. McConaughey. That's the only thing I think of is McConaughey. How can you not? That's that's all there is to think about. I mean Harrelson, but really McConaughey. It's a good it's a good one. It's right? I I've, I've heard a little bit of news like people are like, "Uh, oh, it's all right." <laughs> Maybe. Everyone's always like, "Oh, that first one." I don't know about the first I season. I don't know about that one. <laughs> JK, everyone loves the first season. They do. Before we get into the discussion, Adam, why don't you drop some knowledge for us? A little bit of knowledge about True Detective. Woo. So, True Detective, mm-hmm. um, it's a, an American anthology crime drama series. Right. It's created by Nick Pizzolatto. Uh-huh. P-I-Z-Z-O-L-A-T-T-O. Mm-hmm. You sure? Sure. So, he's uh, an award-winning author and short story yeah. writer. And he actually had the idea for True Detective as a novel. Oh, He's like, well, maybe that would more relate into right. television. So he first got his writing career for television uh, in 2010. He started working with like screenwriting, mm-hmm. and he wrote a few episodes of The Killing, which oh, heard that oh, show. Uh-huh. he wrote a couple episodes of that. Then he pitched this idea to HBO. They jumped on it, and that's how True Detective was born. Oh, how how easy! How easy it was. <laughs> you know, when you're an award-winning author, you know it's easy. Yeah, I think it's interesting though that the whole idea was pitched as a novel first or was conceived as a novel first yeah i mean when you watch it it you, it looks like you, it could be read as a novel so i'm wondering if when he says that season one mm. was like this would be a great idea for a novel right and they did all that in season one <laughs> so they had to make a whole new story for season two right and upcoming or season three right which is out now um so they cast crazy casting choice matthew mcconaughey <laughs> and woody harrelson as the two leads they're bffs in real life it's yeah it's, the chemistry is great it's fantastic. The show premiered in um, January 2014, went on to be nominated for a few awards. Uh-huh. So in total, it was nominated for 38 awards oh, between Golden Globes, uh, Emmys, right. BAFTA Awards. Actually won 24 awards. Oh, wow. I'm not going to go through all of those because right. there's too many to list. Um, uh, but the ones that we care about, Emmy Awards, that's the big ones for right, TV, right? that's the big ones. They won five Emmy Awards. Wow. One for the actual primetime Emmy. The other was for the creative Emmy, which nobody cares about. <laughs> um, but Outstanding Director for a Drama Series, they did win that one. Carrie Joy, okay, Fukunaga? Fukunaga? Mm-hmm. That, that guy. Uh, he directed all eight episodes of the first yes, season. Yes, he did. So he won that. But they were nominated for Outstanding Drama Series, Outstanding Lead a- Actor for both mm-hmm. Matthew McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, mm-hmm. and for Outstanding Writing. And then they went on for the creative Emmys, they were nominated for a lot of other things, but what they won for was Outstanding Casting. It's a great all-around cast. Great cast. Outstanding Makeup for a Single Camera Series. Yeah, because you see them old. And yeah. They look old, man. Yep. Non-prosthetic, which is interesting. So I guess it's all in makeup. Oh. They won for that one. Outstanding Cinematography for a Single Camera Series, and the cinematography was... It was really good. It was like a movie. It was a film. It was, well, it was shot on 35. Yeah, it was very well done. Which, you know, doesn't really happen nowadays. Yeah. Especially for TV. 
Yeah, exactly. So it was it was the one for that, obviously. And then outstanding main title design. So skip the intro. You better not. You better not. Because this one won an Emmy for their intro. <laughs> well, when when we get there, I'll. Well, the the singer is a the 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 people that did it are kind of kind of well known. Kind of well known. Yeah. yeah but like, I'll get to that later on. I'm, I have a pet peeve about the intro. Okay. <laughs> uh, and so lastly, the. Writer of this, he has written all three seasons. Mm-hmm. They have mixed up the directors though, so they had one director for the first season, well, that's all good. episodes, and they've had like seven other directors. So they only do a couple episodes now of each season. Uh, they don't have this the same director throughout the whole season. Mm-hmm. Maybe that's why Maybe season that play. two. I've heard things. Mm-hmm. And then uh, uh, your mother had some information that that you could drop here. My mom did. Yeah. Good job, mom. <laughs> so my mom, Patty. Had some knowledge to drop on me. I was talking to her that we were doing True Detective this week, and she, avid True Detective fan, told me that Matthew McConaughey and Winnie Harrelson are executive producers on all three seasons. Wow. And I didn't know that. I thought maybe it was just the first one, and that's why the second one wasn't as hyped up as the first one. But no, they are all in all the seasons. They believe in it. They believe in it. After the first one, they were like, Sign us up. We're he- we're going. Six more. We'll we'll produce those two. Whatever you want. So there you go. Some extra knowledge today. Thanks, mom. <laughs> so Adam's done dropping knowledge on us. We're gonna get into the discussion part. If you haven't seen True Detective, I highly recommend it. You yes. need to stop this right now and go watch it. Like honestly, like don't li- like don't listen to us. Watch it. Just watch it and then come back. Cause it is gold. That shit is gold. Don't don't tip your hand. Don't. On how you feel about the show, Amanda? <laughs> I feel like we've already done that in the drop yeah. the knowledge area. Yeah. Um, but yeah, we're gonna do spoilers, so please. And and just go watch the show. Mm-hmm. If you're not into TV crime drama shows, this no. just feels like a really long movie, but not like a it slow does. movie. It's it's shot like a film. Right. It it moves like a film. Yes. It's very well done. Yes. And so, I recommend. Yeah, watch the show. Yeah. Try it out. Even if you listen to us talk about it, we can't mention everything. Right. Even if you listen to us yeah. first, you can still go We're back and watch it. We're not going to talk about everything. No. So there's way too much. Yeah. Definitely go. Please watch it. Please watch it. <laughs> um, okay. So, overview. Season one. First episode. We're introduced to Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey, but in present time but they're a lot older yes 2012 2012 and they're being interviewed by two detectives on obviously they're filming it Mm -hmm. for their detective purposes and they're talking about an old case that happened in like 90 1995 well that's when it wrapped up i think it started in 93 Started in 93? No, no 95. Mm-hmm. You're right, because it was like a couple weeks or whatever. Yeah. <laughs> it just seems longer than that. I just think it's like it's been two years since they've been doing it. Well, they it. also time off to 2002 in the middle, so there is right. this weird... There's a couple Three time timelines jumps. going yeah. on. Yeah. So they're talking about this case where they found this woman in a sugarcane field. They, they found her because the sugarcane field was burnt, and normally they're burnt in season. So they burn the sugarcane fields after they're harvested for the new harvest. Mm -hmm. And I know this because I'm from South Louisiana. (laughs) There you go. Your roots. My roots. (laughs) Sugarcane roots. Sugarcane roots. 
so they go they go out and they find her. She's got some antlers on her head. Yeah, she has some she's symbols on up. her back. She's tied up with her hands she's behind naked. her back, naked, and it, facing a tree. It's weird. Yeah, you just she's she's like bent over facing the tree, so all you see is her back, and you see um, you get a feel for Matthew McConaughey's character Russ, and then uh, Woody, Woody Harrelson's character yeah. Marty. So they're like they're different. They're different. Their approaches are different. Definitely different. I mean, Woody Harrelson at the bat is like Russ is different. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He's not like everyone else. So the rest agrees with that. Yeah. He's like, yep. So throughout the course of the show, you keep intertwining with you, the interview, and then you're back where they're doing the detective story in 95, and you're learning um, about the case, what's unfolding, but you're also learning that Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey had a falling out. Yeah, they're no longer communicating. They're no longer communicating. And, the and McConaughey... Looks a little unkempt compared to how he looks in the flashbacks. Right. Long hair. Right. He hasn't had a great life <laughs> since then, it looks He's like. He's very, like... Straggly. Straggly. Facial hair. Yeah. He looks like he's been doing, like, trucker work. Yeah. I love that he's in the middle of the interview. He starts smoking, and they're like, you, you can't, can't do that. He's, he's like, like, I can do whatever the fuck I want. You want me to be here? I'm going to start... <laughs> and they give him a, a cup to... Tip his ashes in. He drinks in the middle of it. He's so like, he's like, it's twelve o'clock and I need to be drunk. So if you want to keep asking me questions, so it's a good, that's a good burp. contrast. Yeah. So Woody like, Harrelson's kind of he's still clean cut. He's got a suit on, cut. but then they he's show he's got him. a little belly. You know, yeah. he's lived his life. So you find out about their characters. Woody Harrelson's definitely straight, straight laced um, detective with a wife, two kids. Um, you know, the the lifestyle. And then you have Matthew McConaughey's character, Russ, who's, he's clean cut, but he's like living in an apartment with like no furniture. There's a mattress on the floor. There's a mattress on the floor. Yeah. He's divorced. You find out that he had a daughter and she died, hit by a car. Kind of started the tra- trajectory of his life after that. Right. Mm-hmm. And then it, it's cool because you get to see both their characters and you have Woody Harrelson, who's like the normal person, and you have... Matthew McConaughey, who's like this existential, yeah, atheist type. I'm well, what you might d- call. I don't think he's an atheist. A pessimist I means I'm not fun at parties. <laughs> I don't think he's an atheist. I think he's like um, he believes in like a Nihilist. higher. Th- yeah, he like he doesn't think that there's nothing, but he knows that it's not what everyone in South Louisiana who is are highly religious. He doesn't believe in that. Right. They have those two opposite sides. They have two opposite sides, but then also there's kind of this... The mutual of like... Is is Woody Harrelson, is Marty's character this clean cut? He has this whole other side that's bad. And then the moral compass is actually... Right. Russ has the higher moral compass. So it's a a behind, you know, take off your mask (laughs) type of thing. It's this back and forth. Interesting. Yeah. That they interlude to throughout the whole series. And then... Um, yeah, we're gonna be here for a while. <laughs> well, I'm trying to think. I'm trying not to like touch too much on it. I want to touch more on the story, like the detective story. So they, so the girl, they find that they find the girl, the body of the woman. Right. The, they figure out who she is. She's a prostitute. Yes. They figure that out. They're trying to figure out, you know, who the last person she spoke with. Right. Um, they found, you know, they look at the symbols. He's writing down the symbols on the ba- on her back and everything. Mm-hmm. And then in the meantime, they also like, well, hey, there's this other girl who went missing. Five years ago. Right. This, it's, she's a younger girl. A, a little, younger, a little girl. Little yeah. girl. 
she went missing. Uh, they start looking into that. And they said, uh, oh, her father took her, but no one followed up on it to see if he actually took her or if, if she was just been missing. Yeah. So when they go back to the house, they find this wooden twig triangle pyramid, pyramid thing, which is that was at the original crime scene which of the, the prostitute. So, so they, it's all kind of tied together. Yeah. They find out that it's about, it's an old Haitian voodoo type ritual. So... It's it's getting so they think that it's they think a that bigger it's, deal. It's a bigger deal. They think that it's more of like a devil worshiping type mm-hmm. situation. And then there's this this re- the religious family title. Yeah, they're po- po- politicians. Politicians, kind of similar to Punisher. <laughs> this weird <laughs> religious right. political family. Political family. Yeah. Um, so they're like, hey, I'm gonna start this. We're gonna start this task force right, for to go find anti-Christian them. crimes. Right, and of course Russ has a problem with that, mm-hmm. as um, he should. As he should, and they want to take the case away from them and give it to the special devil task force. <laughs> dun dun <laughs> dun dun, <laughs> and uh, they're like, no, 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 we're gonna find, we're gonna find it. We're, we're so close, we're gonna find it. Because I guess normally they find a killer like real Pretty quick, soon. yeah. But this one's taken some time because it's intricate. Yeah, it's inter- intertwined to a intertwined. lot of things. Yeah, so they. Do more research. They find out that um, Dora, the girl that was killed, her ex-husband, who's in jail, talked to some dude about her, and they think that that dude is the one that killed her. Reggie Ledoux. Reggie Ledoux. And then they they try to find Reggie, and there's this whole thing about Matthew McConaughey is going to go back underground. Yeah. He's, he used to work at... Uh, narcotics. Narcotics. Yeah. So before he got to Louisiana to do the uh, criminal investigation department. He went deep undercover. He went deep into cover in Texas, Houston, into narcotics. So anytime they needed someone to go in, undercover in narcotics... He's like, I'll do it. He's a dude. He's like, I ain't got no life. My kid's dead. I'll shoot My up. My kid's dead. My marriage <laughs> is over. Let's do this. So he... They find out Ledoux is cooking crystal meth for this uh, biker group that he used to... Used to affiliate with. Yeah. So he's like, I'm going to go back undercover. We'll just say, I'm going to go hang out with my in. dad. Yeah. That's, he's sick. It takes him and leave and go hang yeah. out with my dad's sick from work. I'm going to take some leave, but yeah. I'm really going to go undercover with these with the biker gang. Right. So Russ and Marty came up... Well, Russ comes up with this plan and Marty goes along with it. At this time, Marty is kicked out of his wife's house because he's been sl- sleeping with another lady. Mm-hmm. And she finds and she finds out because the lady comes over to the house to tell her. Yeah, well, we, we don't see that. We're it's implied. Yeah, he 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 sees the young lady with somebody else, mm-hmm. and he goes crazy. Mm-hmm. Like, how can you be with somebody else, even though I'm with you? It, right. He yeah. like he like takes him out at her apartment. Yeah. So yeah, she comes back and be like, "Hey, look, your husband and I had something going mm-hmm. on. He's crazy. He's crazy. Yeah. So then she tries to." So she leave, leave, yeah. leave him. So they separate for a second. So he's staying at Russ's <laughs> beautiful <laughs> place. My favorite though is like when he's talking on the phone with his uh his side chick. Mm-hmm. He's like he's like I can't believe you went over to talk to my wife at her at my house where my children are. I'm gonna skull fuck you. <laughs> I'm just like what? Yeah, he's into <laughs> some weird stuff. I'm like okay, cool. Yeah, family man <laughs> that he is. So he's hanging out at Russ's. They come up with this plan. Russ goes undercover. So he starts this process by doing a lot of cocaine. Yep. Getting hyped up again, trying to Hopefully look he like start he's seeing been, visions again. Yeah. 
Oh, he sees visions. From all the years, from of, all drug, the years of drug use. <laughs> that plays a part in it. Yeah. So So he ends up making his way back mm-hmm. in. They're like, hey, we'll let you in. You gotta mm-hmm. help us with this job though that we're gonna do. This we're gonna his job us. is like robbing more drugs. <laughs> but it leads to this awesome six minute yeah. tracking all one shot it's so good. scene where they go into two different houses. They go into back and yeah. forth, people get shot yeah. into a car. Ugh. It's crazy. I wonder it's so good. I, I wonder how many times they had to had to uh, run through that. I don't know. Work, That'd be good to know. I can see why it was nominated for cinematography because that was really, really well done. Um, yes. <laughs> so, like, in the middle of it, Matthew, Matthew Connery's like, fuck this dude. And, like, Russ grabs his friend and, like, we're not doing this. So, Let's like, you here. follow him trying to get out. So, that's that seven minute thing. Yeah. Because it all goes awry. Someone shoots somebody yeah. when they shouldn't. All this stuff happens. Because he wants to know who's cooking crystal meth for him. And the guy's like, well, I'm not going to tell you until you help me do this job because we're a shorter dude. Mm-hmm. And he's like, fuck, all right, fine. So he gets pissed off and's like, fuck this. We're gonna, I'm just going to take you and you're just going to... Yeah. We're huh. just going to get that guy. Calls Marty, picks him up. Mm-hmm. They go to a, a meeting place, a bar, obviously. The only place you can meet at. Mm-hmm. And he meets Ledoux, sees him face-to-face. And like, hey, we want to work out a deal... And Ledoux's like, fuck you guys. Where's the head where's the head dude? And he's like, Well, we're trying to do a side stuff. He's like, Don't fucking call me anymore. And then he leaves. And then Woody Harrelson follows him. He trails him. Trails him back to the place. Trails him back to some sh- like a couple sheds yeah. in the middle of a field. True meth fashion. Hiding out. Yeah. It could have been a big R V. It could have. It could have been a <laughs> crossover episode desert. between Breaking Bad and that. <laughs> Uh, so they, they go there and they, they, uh, it's a great scene because the detectives ask them like what went down that day and both Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey have the, the exact, exact same, same story. story and you're yeah. listening to the story about how it was like, they showed up, they, they were going to call for reinforcements. They saw them. There was a shootout. Mm-hmm. There was like AKA like machine gun, like, yeah. Pop, 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 like everywhere. really interesting story. Yeah, and then you see it on the other, like, happening past, and it's like... Not that way, They get there. They're going to go in. They didn't call for anybody. Mm -hmm. They see Ledoux go into a shed, try to sneak over there, and then they go into the house. There's another dude, Mm -hmm. another Ledoux family. Cousin, yeah. Cousin. They get him out and have him kneel on the ground outside with his hands behind his head and they're waiting for the, the other dude to come out and Woody Harrelson's checking the premises. What does he find? He finds two children in a sh- locked up in a shed. One of them is dead. Mm-hmm. One of them is catatonic. <laughs> and he is like... He doesn't take it very well. He doesn't take it very well. For someone who's supposed to be morally um, has have his mor- moral arrow be straight. Mm-hmm. He has a hard, like, it's this weird dynamic where he's okay cheating on his wife, but he has a hard time seeing, like, children in positions of sexual sexual abuse. So he sees it, and he cannot take it, and he comes out, and he shoots the dude in the head kneeling on the ground. Yeah. And then the other dude comes out, and they kind of exchange, exchange fire. And, yeah, firefight. Mm-hmm. And then he Ledoux goes off to run, and he forgets that the whole premise... <laughs> Yeah. It's surrounded by whoops, booby traps. Yeah, with like grenades. Kabloom! Or yeah, and he like hits it and he like blows up. 
then they're like that escalated quickly yeah and so like russ is super smart and he's like okay this is what this is what we're gonna do <laughs> i love him going into action we're gonna do this we're gonna do this we're gonna do this he grabs the aka starts shooting around to make sure it looks like that's what was going down mm-hmm. it's a really great scene so they they think they caught their man and then he's he they celebrated the one, one of my favorite parts of that is right after after Buddy Harrelson shoots mm-hmm. the guy McConaughey's then is like I'm glad to see you finally stand for something like you're finally on the right path you're you did the right the thing <laughs> way to kill that guy <laughs> way to do that yeah Ooh, everything's great so from '95 to 2002 they're just living the life man mm-hmm. they're like number one detectives getting they're, shit done. Marty and his wife are back together. Yeah. They got over that. Mm-hmm. Russ has started dating again. He's kind yeah, of back. He's, he's hey, you know what? Feeling Things it out. aren't so bleak, maybe. Maybe. But then he's in an interrogation with a guy. Mm-hmm. Well, he's the number one interrogation guy. Yeah. If you need someone to talk, he, you get Russ. Yeah. Because he knows how to talk how to, to people. How to get inside people's head. Yeah. And then the guy's like, look, I got some information. If you spare me mm-hmm. on this Yellow King guy. That everyone's talking about. And he's like, how do you know that? He's still alive. How do you know about Yellow King? Because Yellow King is supposed to be written in Dora's diary. Yeah. So it's not something released That everybody to the press. would know about, yeah. So he gets all like, what are you talking about? What's going down? He starts beating him in the interrogation. And they pull him out. They're like, we had him. We had him and you had to go fuck him up. And so everything starts we can just going ask him later. from there. We'll be fine. We'll <laughs> ask him later. Oh, wait. Oh, he wait. dies. Oh, and they think that Russ made him kill himself or something. <laughs> so the entire time the detectives are asking them questions in the present, you get the feeling that they think Russ is the killer. Yes. So you, so I don't know if they they try to get the audience to think that. I think a lot of people were thinking that. I think that's a, as a pretty simple plan to fall into. It's like yeah. So I think the it entire time they're trying to get you. To your life. Yeah, really. Like, we yeah. get it. You think that mm-hmm. Russ is a killer. But, like, honestly, when you look at Russ in the old past, it's like... There's no really? way. Yeah. So, like, the entire time they're trying to get Russ to confess to something that he's a killer or whatever because of all the stuff happening. Like, mm-hmm. the guy slit his wrists. Like, he found out about Russ or something. Yeah. So, they're trying to find out if Russ is the one... Is the actual killer. Is the actual killer. But you see Russ trying to figure out then at that point when the guy tells him about the Yellow King that he may they may have been wrong and yeah, the killer might still be still out there. Still be out there, yeah. So he's doing more investigation and he finds this old school with a bunch of, of the little stick teepees in it. Yeah. And you find out that that school was run by the Tuttle the family. The Tuttle family. And he's like, okay. So he goes to talk to... Uh, a reverend that he talked to early on in 95 mm-hmm. when they were doing the investigation about Dora. And I thought he was going to be the killer. Yeah. I was like, he's killer. They kind of painted him that way, but, um, but creep he's, factor. He's not. So they, he goes talk to the reverend who's no longer a reverend, who's drunk and like smoking mm-hmm. marijuana and like out of it. And he's telling him that he used to be a janitor for the Tuttle uh, organization for like one of the schools before he became a reverend. Yeah. And how he found pictures Some of stuff. children, like dressed up and didn't, or not wearing clothes. Yeah, some stuff, some pictures <laughs> that you shouldn't have. Right, and so he brought it, it to. Exist. <laughs> he brought it to the head of the school, or no, the head of the yeah. They foundation were like they were like these Christian school slash. It was like a magnet program type yeah. situation. They had a few of them around, mm-hmm. and it was kind of like, 
a whole program. A whole program. Mm-hmm. And he brought it to them. And he was like, like, you need to shut up about it. Like. You see nothing. You see nothing. So. Matthew McConaughey takes that information and goes to the head Tuttle. Mm-hmm. The one that wanted to do the devil task voice. He's just talking about like tax things. Like, I guess. He wants to look at, you know, yeah. some things on his tax forms. And Tuttle gets real upset like, about it. I gets real nervous. <laughs> And he tells the the chief, and he real mad about that because I think they get money from the Tuttles. Yeah. <laughs> and then um, at this point, Wardy House and and Matthew McConaughey are kind of like they're like bickering. Uh, they're a bickering couple. Yeah, yeah getting, it's getting a little rocky. About to get a lot rockier. About to get a lot rockier because they the detectives bring in. Uh, Woody Harrelson's ex-wife. Mm-hmm. Now ex-wife. Now ex-wife. 2012. <laughs> and they're like, what happened between Marty and Russ? And she's like, I don't know what happened. And then you go back to the past and you see she get real drunk because uh, Marty's Harrelson. cheating on yeah. her again. Again, with another, <laughs> a, a young prostitute he met during the original investigation. So he meets like this like underage prostitute during their investigation of Dora. And mm-hmm. he like gives her some money. He like, tries what? to get her out. Yeah. He's, he's, like, he's trying to be nice. Yeah. And then he meets her back in two, in two thousand two. She's like a grown up now, mm-hmm. <laughs> better in her her life. And things she, happen. And things happen. She's got daddy issues. She definitely likes Marty. And so then she starts texting pictures of herself right. to Marty. And of course, who finds out? His wife. His wife. So she's like, "I'm gonna get McConaughey. I mean Rust, drunk." <laughs> And I'm going to have my way with him. I'm going to have my way with him. Just so, to piss off Marty. Yeah, she, it's bad. Like, she knew, like. Oh, it was a totally intentional. Like, she tried to go have sex with, like, some random dude. But she's like, I can't do it. But, like, also, like, it's like an extra knife in the back. Oh, yeah. It's like, not only did I have sex with someone else. It was your partner. It was your partner that you also kind of don't like. <laughs> yeah. So. He already makes you feel inferior in other ways. He already makes you and feel now, inferior. Yeah. So. Russ gets suspended because he went to go talk to the Tuttle, Tuttle man. And he comes back to grab some of his case files because he's still working the case, mm-hmm. trying to find the killer. And Woody Harrelson finds out he's he's in the parking lot. And he comes out, and there's this great scene of Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey fighting in the parking lot. Right in the parking lot. Oh, like he, Russ is trying to like not hit Marty as mm-hmm. much as possible, but Marty's trying to hit Russ as much as possible. So like... Rusk moves out of the way at one point, and Woody Harrelson just like smacks Axon. the back of his truck. <laughs> I was like, he breaks his tail light. It's like Mr. Miyagi from Karate <laughs> Just die, just move out of the way. I was like, damn. <laughs> they bring him into the office, and Russ quits. At He's that like, point. that's it. I'm done. He's done. And never to be heard of again until. No, he goes to Alaska, and then he finds out there's still killings going on, so he mm-hmm. comes back to Louisiana, and that's where we pick up present day. The investigation's going on because they found a woman tied to a bridge with the antlers with on. The, yep. Mm-hmm. So they're continuing the investigation. Like, oh, it's happening again. But they think it's McConaughey because he's been at several of the crime scenes. Yes, and they have he's pictures there. of him, which they don't. But anyway, <laughs> every time they ask him questions throughout the whole season, he's always implying that there's so, like he can't. He's yeah. always like hinting to you got to look up. Yeah. Well, you look up the line, guys. <laughs> it's a bigger deal. Bigger deal. Tuttle's dead at this point. I don't know what happened to him. I think he had, like, I don't think somebody killed him. No, I think he it was had, like, a died. heart attack yeah. or something. But they find out that his house has been broken into. 
and they think that Russ killed Tuttle and broke into his house. He did break into his house. But he didn't you kill find him. that out later. Yeah. Um. So after Woody Harrelson and Matthew McConaughey are done talking to the detectives, they kind of like reunite. Hey, maybe we should. Uh... Russ is like, "Hey, Marty, I know we hate each other, but like, like, our we have a debt." And, yeah, and for old times' sake, let's let's pick the investigation back right. up. Right, and Marty's like, "I don't know about this." He like, uh, begrudgingly goes to his shed storage that he locker. Won't show the police, and he's like, he's like, he's gonna kill me here. And he's got his gun ready just in case. Gun ready. Sure, it's a good idea. Let's go to this empty place. <laughs> They turn, he turns on the light, and you see, like, all the work that he's done the, trying to the investigate. The big crime scene mm-hmm. or investigation room with right. up on, stuff on the wall, mm-hmm. files, and he's really looking into it. And then he proceeds to show Woody Harrelson the tape, the that, tape he found that he found, which was horrible. Yeah, so it's, they, ba- it's the little girl that ran away, well, that was missing, yeah. that they thought went with her father, and... She didn't go with her father. No. <laughs> Obviously, they captured her and had like weird Some ritual. weird ritual. She's going to hood and all these men are around her. And then. She's got the antlers on. They cut away because they don't. They cut away. They don't show, show you. But Her- Woody Harrison's face says it all. Yeah. <laughs> he's like horrified. So after he sees that, he is in. He's like, let's get these terrible people. So they continue the investigation. They go back and talk to past old detectives, try to find out what's happening. Meanwhile, the other detectives are still trying to find out what's happening. Yeah, they're still investigating it, too. And they go down to... They try to find that old church that I think Russ was talking about or something. And they go and they stop and they talk to some dude about directions. And then you look at him and you see that he's got scarring underneath Mm -hmm. his face. And the entire time, everyone talks about the the guy with the scar with, like, burn marks under his chin. Like, everyone who's, like... Seen him and lived. Talk about the scars. scars. Yeah, even um, and the girl talked about the green-eared spaghetti man because mm-hmm. of the face of the headlights. Face. Sc- yeah. So at this point, Russ and Marty are looking for that dude because they think he's the one that that's killing all the girls and the women. Mm-hmm. And so you see him on the track. And you're like, hey. Cut to he was like Matthew McConaughey interviewed him in like '95, and you see him mowing. Some other yeah. old church dilapidated. But he's church. all covered in dirt. He's all covered and he's in dirt. He's setting the mower so he's mm-hmm. not tall. So right. Mm-hmm. It's like, oh. But he's supposed to be this monstrous dude. Yeah. And you see him and like, you're like, that's him. That's him. And then after you see him, you learn a little bit more of him. He's like, he has his dead father tied up in a shed. Yeah. And then the house is like a hoarding it's house. A, yeah, it's he has some disgusting. woman that he like a sister. Has sex with? I think it's like a it's a a relative. Yeah, it's a relative. Mm. Some weird stuff going on. I mean, that's all you get from him. And then Matthew McConaughey and Russ track him there. Mm-hmm. And there's this big to do where they're following him, and they go into this old fort place, and he he's like trying to find him. It's a really it's intense scene. scene. Yeah, it's super creepy. It's like ten minutes of just trying to figure out where he things. is. Yeah, and he's hearing these. He's hearing the voice in his mm-hmm. head. Um, you, from he's him. hearing him talk, and he gets to like the middle of the fort, and like he like looks up and he sees the sky, and then he looks down and he has this vision again. He has his vision, and then all of a sudden, 
The dude pops out and stabs him in the fucking oh, yeah. belly. Right, yeah. And then full to the hilt knife in oh. the stomach. And the guy is a big guy. The guy's so he big. He's me of Under lifting the Giant. up Matthew McConaughey yeah. with the knife inside of him. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, Jesus Christ, what's happening? Yeah. And then finally Woody Harrelson gets there. There's a brawl. Yeah, Woody Harrelson takes a hatchet to the chest. <laughs> There's a brawl. Finally, like, the guy's going to kill Woody Harrelson. And then all of a sudden, bang! Half of his head is gone. Yeah, and Makane or Rust kills him. shoots him yeah. in the head. And all their wounds look pretty severe at this point. Oh, yeah, they're not doing so well. Yeah. We're not even sure if Russ is going to make it at yeah. this point. And then finally the police get there because Woody Harrelson's character, Marty, called him. Not like when they right. were at he the Right, he was last. like, look, we're going to call you like when we get there. Yeah. At that point, you find out he was definitely the killer. Mm-hmm. There's a bunch of bodies hanging out all around. Yeah. The place he was related to the Tuttle family. Yeah, he was a bastard son of somebody. Obviously, his dad in the shed. Yeah, <laughs> but um, he was like I think wasn't he was he was abused as a cut as a he kid. Was abused he was as abused, a kid. and then he's the one who been but doing also this. The, to the, the Tuttle family's been doing this ritualistic thing forever. Yeah. So it's it's a weird interconnected thing, but mm-hmm. the one who you think it was was this other kind of side character that something happened to right who was doing it on that way on his own right but there still is the whole weird five horsemen yeah tuttle weird like that picture they show whenever yeah. they go to visit the mother of uh dora mm-hmm. right the picture they have up of her mm-hmm. with these guys are they clan hoods that they're in? It's what like it is weird. it's a mardi gras thing so okay. like um it's creepy looking it's even creepy that. as fuck so like their version of it is like they're, I don't know. I don't know if that's a real version of the Mardi Gras thing, but if you go to some of the parades and the Mardi Gras, some of the people will have the white sheet over their face, mm-hmm. covering covering their face. It, it's a old tradition, but I don't know what the fuck they were doing. <laughs> yeah, it was creepy. So all that is going on, and the tape of of the right in Tuttle's house, but right. the but the Childress was not part of that part of it. He was kind of right. his own mm-hmm. weird faction of this. Right. I think he took a little bit of their yeah. ritual and like made it into mm-hmm. his own. And the final episode is just them in the hospital trying to recoup and stuff. And there's a great moment where Matthew McConaughey is like, he's alive. And Woody Harrelson's like, takes him outside. Got you something. Got you, got him some cigarettes. Some camels. Some camels. Uh, and then he has this great like, he goes off about talking about how he was he was in the darkness. Yeah, he saw his he his saw he daughter. felt he felt the love of his daughter and, and, his, and, dad. His, and his dad, and like he like just breaks down at that point, and that's pretty much how it ends. <laughs> well, yeah, he him, says like, that talking about it was like he welcomed death because he also mentions that right. about looking at these pictures of these women, right? That you can see in their face that right. they welcome death at they, the end, at the, right? At one point, they're they're happy to yeah, it's like go okay, the and that kind of mirrors what he was saying, and then mm-hmm. that part, like I was in this, I felt you know the darkness, or I'm here, and I felt my daughter and my my dad, and I was they were like, hey, you can join us, essentially. Right. He wanted to, mm-hmm. and he did, but he didn't. <laughs> <laughs> so nothing happened from it, and right. then the last line is. The the world is darkness and light fighting, mm-hmm. and then I think light is winning. Right. right. That's kind of how it ends right there. Right. So it kind of implies that his whole philosophy has changed. That he's... That now he... And yeah. not, it's not saying like he's this 
Bible thumping no. Christian now. Mm-hmm. But that maybe there's something more to his original view was like, look, yeah. the world's chaos. Mm-hmm. No matter what happens, it's going to be chaos. Correct. But now he's kind of flipped his his perception a bit. Right. And light is winning. Yeah. And that's the end. That's the end. Some people didn't like the end. My mom did not like the end. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> I'm just curious the people who didn't. Okay, so that's that's the sum up of the show. That's the sum up of the show. We can discuss now. I'm I'm curious as the people who did not like the ending, like what they would want in place of it. I kind of get it. I feel like there's no like they get the killer, but like there's no. I mean, is it people who want closure and seeing McConaughey clean cut again, get a job working with Marty again? I don't know. Well, this is what this is how I feel about the ending. I think it's like they it it they do a great job telling the story, intermingling the present with the past. You're following the story. Mm-hmm. They do it very well. The but once you realize who the killer is, we don't spend enough time with him. Yeah, it's kind of a convenient ending on it. Right. It's like, "Oh, here's the killer. He kind of lives in a dilapidated house. He's gross. You get it." But I think I would like more. I think like when someone watches Seven, you get to see the the workings of, even though you don't know who it is till the end, but you still get to see the inner workings of his mind and how he, yeah, he is like twisted and and why he thinks the way why he, does. he thinks yeah. the way he does. But we don't get that here. Like we don't understand. Like we get that it's a family thing, but like why. Were you, like, doing your own, th- you know? We don't get that. I think part of that I actually like because it kind of implies the whole time you think it's one thing. And if you're mm-hmm. listening to the story, like, the way Rust, McConaughey's character, thinks, the world's just screwed up. Right. So you may, you know, even though this, what you're looking at is like, oh, it's this. This has right. to go to this. Mm-hmm. Da, da, da. This whole time down here, it's just this one random lawnmower man right. who happens to do the, to be doing this. Right. So you're just, I think it's, I think it more leads to there's, you know, bad stuff everywhere, and right. it's like okay, you can focus on this, and you may think okay, this is it. It's is all. It, if I can get it. this one, if I can narrow down this one high power organization, mm-hmm. if I can get the cut the head off that snake, right, and this is all gonna end. But right. there's still gonna be the random psycho person out there who may do something bad. Right. So. I think it kind of loses that fact of, of of his persona of, look, it's this is we're all in chaos and it's kind of a decaying, hey, the world's in decay. It's represent so the scenery even kind of represents that everywhere they go is kind of run down. Right. This way, some of the, I think it's just their take on the world essentially. Um, I still would have liked more. I still would have liked more like of figuring out like who that guy is, like really what what happened to him as a kid, like how did that really yeah. affect him. Like, now, I would have liked more of it. I would have liked more of, like, I don't know, the whole story. Like, Well, maybe that goes along with the fact that we didn't even talk about it. Marty's daughter is screwed up in her own way. I know, but, like, that whole subplot's like, okay. But maybe it's a sideline. Like, maybe stuff like that that we don't think about, maybe it isn't anything huge. Maybe it's something like that that then later on turned you into a monster that way. I think the whole subplot with the kid didn't even need to be there. Like it's it really didn't do anything other than to say like I think it was his sexual tendencies led his daughter to be more se- like I don't, I don't even think it's that. I think it's the fact cuz the two times that you see it referenced whenever she, so his one of his daughters she, she he walks in and there's a room and all the Barbie dolls are in this very suggestive with the Barbie doll on, on her back and people all around her she's naked. 
right? And then another time she has these right. drawings of these things. But both times this happened, Marty opens the door, sees it happening, and then just turns around and doesn't say anything. Because he's not an active father. And then the, whenever he has the drawings, he sees the drawing, closes mm-hmm. the notebook, and just throws it down. Right. So he never intervenes that way. So right. I don't think it – I'm not saying – think that it's completely related to his sexual exploits, you know, right? whatever, because I don't know if that even makes it into that. I think it does because it's like, instead of being a father, he'd rather go out and bang some yeah. chick. Yeah, exactly. And so he doesn't pay attention. I'm not right. sure if like she, see, she ever saw him do it. Maybe she saw a text on his phone. I don't know. But she knows he's not there though. Yeah. So I think that is, I think the whole point of that was like, look, you're seeing all this stuff happen. He, you saw how he freaked out. Whenever he right. saw the, the kids there, mm-hmm. when he saw the tape, how much he couldn't handle mm-hmm. it. But here is his own daughter doing this. Right. And he's just like, oh, well, <laughs> guess I'll just close the door and forget I saw anything. Forget I did anything. I know. That, see, that's another one where there should have been more payoff. And I think, I think some yeah, of that was. Yeah, I think that's what it is. Because that is what gets me frustrated with some movies is that they set up a side, side plot, but mm-hmm. they don't finish it. And it's like, Okay. <laughs> like why even start if you're mm-hmm. not gonna let's say don't show it. a gun on the first act if you're not gonna use it that's by what I'm the saying. yeah um but it's all those things doesn't hinder the show no it's, it's a so very, very enjoyable I think because they alluded to Matthew McConaughey being the killer so much I think had he been the killer at the end my mind would have been below yeah cause because he like the entire time you're watching it he's not like you're like he's not the killer yeah the entire time you love him you like he, you're he's obviously not the, going mm-hmm. to be the killer when you find out he's not at the end you're like duh if of course were, he's not the killer if it were like drug dealers that were dying you'd be like oh maybe it's him but not kids and right. girls yeah cause like you, or women like he set up his character so nicely that like he's a nice dude like he's not gonna go do mm-hmm. that he never sleep with his partner's wife right <laughs> well technically she's the I one know. that he was so mad after that yeah he was like yeah oh he didn't hit a woman but I, like mm-hmm. if he was gonna hit a woman he was gonna hit her. <laughs> um but yeah i felt like that time with the detectives could have been used differently i get that they're yeah. like oh, everyone's gonna think it's mcconaughey mm-hmm. had he been an asshole the entire time i'd have been like yeah it's totally mcconaughey mm-hmm. and then at the end when it wasn't i'd be like oh it wasn't mcconaughey well i think and i think it's i think that was all side stuff kind of like the part with his daughter mm-hmm. I, I think it was like maybe they were trying to intertwine so that people would be like hey maybe this means that hey, maybe something's happening to her from somebody else or something else is going on but I know you can't address every single thing. I would, I mean, if it could be all tied up, it would be perfect. It would right. be nice. Mm-hmm. But it didn't ruin the show for me. I still it didn't really ruin enjoyed the show, the show. But I think had it been McConaughey, I would have been, my mind would have been blown. Yeah, I'd, I'd, been been more been like, upset. I'd have been dang. more upset if, if it were McConaughey. <laughs> some people are like, oh, it's just some redneck guy. Right. That's kind of annoying. Right. But I think I was fine with it. And I didn't mind the ending. It was, I didn't mind the ending. I, I, I liked I've read everything. Some, I've read some things where people who are like atheists, specifically, mm-hmm. were, like, they liked his character, his take. Right. And then at the end, it was like, oh, no, see, he, he caved, and now he's he doesn't have that viewpoint anymore. Now he has this new outlook, like, oh, there is good, there is that. Just some complaints that I, that I read well, online. I think you can look at that at both, both sides, because I've seen stuff where, like, people, like, really believe, and then that happens, and they don't believe anymore. Mm-hmm. I, I, maybe because of the writer belief tendencies, I do like, because I'm from South Louisiana, and it's a very heavy um, religious mm-hmm. area, but like Catholicism religious area, I like the story and how it intertwines with religion and not religion. He Like, 
them setting it up in Louisiana was perfect. Yeah. Because, I mean, the counties are called parishes down there. Because Writers from there, by the way. The author there grew you up go. in Louisiana. So. so he knew. Yeah. So he knows it's a very, there's like this weird line of like, like, reli- like religion is everywhere. Mm-hmm. Whether you believe it or not, down in South Louisiana. It's just part of it's it. Just part it's just a part of, of it, yes. Like, that's just how it is. Like, And that's why it's such a big deal. Like, yeah. whenever he, well, again, it was 95 too, but whenever he says, you know, I'm a pessimist, I don't mm-hmm. believe in, in God. Yes. And Woody Harrelson's character's like, just don't tell people that. Yeah, don't tell people. That's, well, that's how, that people here do believe in that. Right. Just keep that to yourself. Right. So Like, I don't care what you do, just yeah. don't. Don't and give it's not me like trouble. he's. It's not like he. But it goes to your point. Like it's not like he's saying, "Oh, I can't be friends with you." This he's just saying, "Hey, that's just yeah, the way yeah. things go here. Right. It's a way of life. It's a way here. of life down there. Don't go around spreading yeah. that you're that you think that way." Yes. He's almost protecting him. Yeah, <laughs> like, if pretty you much. did, it's like people are gonna give you a hard time. Well, he's his partner, so he's yeah. like, "Look, don't." Yeah. So I I really like that aspect of it. Yeah, I think it was good. I I really so this just the way the show was done just really quick about parallels or other stuff so you brought up seven earlier mm-hmm. i there's so much of this that's so similar even the shots and stuff yeah to, to um david fincher's seven mm-hmm. like the like when the cars are driving the overhead shots right. even the things in there it's just very similar yeah had a very similar feel that and it kind of just a lot of like texas chainsaw massacre yeah, elements it does. to it, it has a lot. when the whenever Laveau, what's his name yeah ladue mm-hmm. when he walks out with a gas mask and that's that slow motion shot. Yeah. And that's very Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Kind of the scenes they have really in there. Is. It's just, he's this whole other creature thing. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, there are a lot of parallels with other other things that I saw. But, I, I yeah, I think it was done really well. I it was done really part. well. And I think it's because it has the same director, I think. Throughout the, yeah. That's, I think that's why it works. And that could be why the second season was not received mm-hmm. as well. Because it looks like, from what I read, they had at least... At least three or four different directors for right. it. So if you don't have that same vision going throughout the entire, yes. entire season, um, I think that's gonna it's gonna hurt it. And I don't know how the fir- if the first one was written like, right one concise. I mean that was a pretty detailed story. I haven't right. We're wa- like we'll if watch it was a one, one off. Yeah, like... we'll watch a second one next week. We'll see. We're watching second. One Maybe next I'll week. love the second season. Who knows? My mom likes it. <laughs> I mean, I do think it's just hard to compete with McConaughey and Woody Harrelson, and I'm sure They're the storyline so is. Together. Yeah. I mean, honestly, they're playing themselves in this, really. Yeah, yeah. Can we just be honest? Maybe heightened versions and lowered versions of themselves in right. certain aspects, but it's it's the same thing. They're great. They're also great because they're from Texas, so, like, they get the whole southern feel. I will say like, I didn't like, like, it seemed to drift off in the later episodes, but the, the pilot, Woody Harrelson, the way he spoke, it seemed like he had something in Bottom lip. He does that a lot, yeah. though. I, I know when he tries to do back. It seemed really prevalent in this in the first in the first episode. Maybe it's like a nervous tick. Maybe, something. I just yeah, like he was talking that way. Maybe, but maybe McConaughey was spot tick. on. He was spot on, and I do appreciate them not. Maybe this has to do with the creator being from South Louisiana, but like none of them have that stupid Cajun accent. Yeah, that's not real. I guarantee <laughs> you're gonna love this show. <laughs> I appreciated that yeah. so much. I was like, thank you. And then, like, the like the reverend that they mm-hmm. talked to, like, he did... I've seen him before. He's a great actor. Yeah, I've seen him some stuff. He's a good character. Um, he did... I think he did a good accent because it was, like... It's this weird, like, New York and then kind of a Cajun dip, like, here or there. Mm-hmm. He did a really good job. I really liked his yeah. his accent. I was like, that's that's pretty good. So, overall, it was a really good, really good season. Going to the intro... <laughs> I really liked the graphic work in the intro. It looked I amazing. It was beautiful. 
I don't like the song. It, it's that twangy song again. Mm-hmm. But I felt like because it was in South Louisiana, it should have been something more geared toward that area mm-hmm. and not so Texas Southern, you know? It should have been more like Cajun type. Not like... You want Zydeco? Not like, you know, like comical Zydeco, like, but like something, I see that. something towards the feel of the show, I guess. I will say, yeah, and it, it, graphically it looked awesome. It was done right. very, very well. It was beautiful. It looked really good. It was just long and I wasn't a big fan of the music. So this is definitely one that I would skip. Yeah. I <laughs> skipped it several yeah. times. Mm-hmm. I was like, I want to get to the good stuff. Yeah. Speaking uh, of that, speaking getting to the good that, stuff, what about the bingeability of it? Five. Five. All around. I couldn't, I like, I kept wanting to watch it, but there's so long, so I had to stop myself, and then I couldn't wait to get home mm-hmm. to watch more. I'm, I'm going four and a half. Four and a one. half. Yeah. That's yeah. your highest. Yeah, that's my highest <laughs> so far. So, yeah, it was... It was really good. I had a hard time stopping watching it. Yeah. It was it was good. It was really good. And then, like, all the episodes are my favorite. I can't find one that I, that isn't my favorite, because each one... Has something yeah. great. Well, in yeah, because it. it's almost like it's all one. Yeah. One episode, really, like one movie. Mm-hmm. I mean, Track and Shot was still really cool, though. Track and Shot was awesome. Yeah. The the scene in the fort was great. The last step, the well, the second, right? Yeah. The second and last, or mm-hmm. the last one, whatever. All the investigation. I love crime dramas. They're my favorite. Mm-hmm. So. Any pet peeves? No, I mean I talked about it like them alluding to Matthew McConaughey being the killer the entire time was annoying yeah. as fuck. Because I was like, obviously. But like, it was like so drawn out. I was like, okay, we get it. You think that you think? that's him. Mm-hmm. We uh, we get it. <laughs> yeah. Everyone gets it. <laughs> we know what you're trying to get us to we go. We know what you're trying to say. Yeah. Nobody believed you. <laughs> yeah, I really didn't have any either with it. I really so. enjoyed it. I love it. I think I love this show. All right. Can't wait for the next season. I don't know how I feel about the next season, but this one gets Amanda's stamp of approval. Cha-ching. Um, and that leads us into Snack Attack. What are you snacking on while you binge True Detective? Adam? For me, mm-hmm. it was cake. Cake. <laughs> <laughs> there are two birthdays in my house this oh, month, okay. so we had a ton of cake. <laughs> so... I partook in some chocolate cake with some ice cream. You were just indulgent. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Indulging yourself. All right, all right, all right. <laughs> the chocolate cake. Um, so if you want to have a true detective party and you want to throw some police snacks into the mix. Donuts. Number one is donuts. <laughs> number one snack of all police detectives everywhere. Um, you can also do pigs in a blanket. Ooh. Ooh, yeah. Get a little, okay, all right. Hope you don't actually invite any cops to your party, but okay. <laughs> Throw some of those on a plate. You can also have some cop corn. It's uh, popcorn, but you uh, change it. How about corn on the cop? Corn on the cop. Okay. Any food that you can put cop, cop in. Cop in, yeah. You could, you could do that. Pizza. I feel like pizza is like the go-to yeah. food. No of pun cops. there. Yeah. Popo pizza. There you go, yeah. <laughs> Poporoni pizza. Poporoni pizza. (laughs) (laughs) All right. You can do that one. And then finally, the one thing every cop needs, beer. Flan. (laughs) Beer, okay. Beer, yeah. (laughs) What kind of beer? Any old beer will do. In In a can, in a bottle, in a keg, whatever. Whatever your choice, throw some of that in there. I think that... So in your mind... 
every police officer is Chief Wiggum from The Simpsons. Pretty much. <laughs> get them, boys. Wake up, eat some donuts. Lunchtime, get some pizza. Going home, drinking beer. There you go. That's it. So that was snack attack. That includes... Oh, there's a sirens outside now. Uh-oh. <laughs> We yeah. don't have any more donuts, I promise. <laughs> I, I apologize if you are a policeman and you're listening to this. Police officer. Police officer, policewoman, detective. Private dick. <laughs> detective. <laughs> any law enforcement listening, thank you for listening to True Detective, season one. Stay tuned. Stay tuned. For True Detective, season two. <laughs> That's what we have going on next week. Next week, True Detective, season two. And then in two weeks... True Detective Season 3. And Game of Thrones Season 4. Ooh. All over the place. It's going to be fun. I don't know how I feel about True Detective Season 2. We'll see. I have I'm, ho- I'm hoping that my the expectations are so low that it will be, That'll I will be, not be disappointed. There you go. Because I have a feel, I have the, whenever someone talks about how great a movie is or a mm-hmm. TV show is, I normally watch it. I'm like, it was good, but it wasn't that good. Right. But when I go into one where people are like, this movie sucks. This TV show is the worst. I'm like, it wasn't that bad. Yeah. So it's, I think I'm going to be like, okay, I could see it wasn't as great as the first right. one, but I don't think I'm going to be that disappointed in it. I think I have mixed feelings about the cast. Like, who takes Colin Farrell, Rachel McAdams, and Vince Vaughn and just throws them in a bag and like, do your thing? It's like they had a comedy written. <laughs> this romantic comedy. This romantic comedy. A girl meets two guys <laughs> at a crime scene. <laughs> I'm yeah. just like, I don't know how I feel about this. And they're out of their comfort zone. They're out of their comfort zone. I like Vince Vaughn. I like them all separately, but together I'm a little worried. So we'll see. We'll see how it goes. Well, stay tuned to see how we feel about that <laughs> next week. Maybe my mind will be changed. Maybe it won't. I feel like it won't. Thank you guys for listening. If you like this episode, please like, subscribe, and share. If you want to leave us a comment, you could do that too. Maybe you don't like Matthew McConaughey, in which case there's a door, and I'll show you to it. <laughs> but to get to the door, you've got to walk past <laughs> all the pain and suffering in the world. Matthew McConaughey-isms. <laughs> Um, we will see you bingers next week. Bye. Bye.